When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent, and this is the Home Video Hustle, where we hustle motherfucking hustle. It's still the Black History Month marathon. I don't give a fuck that it's March. We about to get it in. And I decided, you know, last week, I did a short, The Becoming Box. It got a little serious. Your man's got a little weepy-eyed. So I was like, you know, this week, we're going to have some fun, goddammit, because I was going to... I don't even know if I want to spoil what I was going to watch. You know, maybe I will. Maybe to build the excitement because I don't know when I'm going to do it. So I wasn't going to watch The Color Purple because I ain't never seen that shit. But then, you know, with time being short and that movie being long, I figured it was not the best idea. Honestly, I wasn't just going to put out Rocky Six or Rocky Balboa. I still hate that it's called Rocky Balboa and not Rocky Six, but that is a convo for another time. I'm sure I got into it. I don't remember. I recorded that episode, though. I just put out Rocky Five yesterday. And now I was surprised. I had a couple people that was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. Oh, I defend that movie on YouTube. But then there's a lot of people like Joey that said it was fucking trash. So, hey, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was fine. I'll just slice spoiler for you. Rocky Six is better, but that's not really a spoiler. Everybody knows that. But fuck all that. Because I was like, hey, look, let's have some fun this time. So I was like, let's. I was going through the pile. Nothing really caught my eye. So I was like, you know, what's on? Because originally, like I said, I was going to put out Rocky Six, but I was at work. And it was one of those days where it's like, I don't feel like doing shit today. So I'm going to bullshit and look like I'm doing something. And I was like, let's let's put a movie on. Let's see what this do. And I was going through HBO Max. I actually ended up watching um, Marlon Wayans' stand-up special. It's just, uh, called God Loves Me. It's actually pretty fucking funny. I watched that and the Chris Rock one. Chris Rock one was funny, too. But honestly, maybe a controversial opinion, but I actually like Marlon's better. They're both funny, don't get me wrong. But Marlon's made me laugh more. But yeah, beside that point, you know, whatever. I was going through the movies and I was like, South Central. And I'm like, South Central would be cool. And I would technically get a movie out the bag because it's been in that bag since 2017. But I was like, again, it's like, ah, it's kind of serious. I don't want to get too serious again on the microphone. I want to have some fun. And I scrolled a little bit more and I got all the way to the bottom and I saw Triple X State of the Union. And I was like, hmm, I have seen this before once. Uh, me and Brendan, or Brendan and I, if you want to be proper English. We watched the first Triple X probably about, what, 2018? A while ago. Fucking hated that movie. And I was glad that he hated it with me. So it's not just me. Because everybody else is like, oh, I like Triple X. Triple X ain't bad. Fuck Triple X. Triple X is whack as fuck. And that's why they got... Well, I did read a little bit about this when I was going to talk shit. But the truth is, Vin Diesel and the director Rob Cohen didn't come back. 
because they thought the script was ass for this movie, in which I was like, spoiler, the script is ass for this movie. But can it be that fun ass? I'm not going to spoil too much. But (laughs) I was like, you know, the first one sucked. And technically, I did review the third one, but it was on the What Were They Thinking podcast. Shout out to Brendan Nathan. And then shout out to Jerrica, too, because they also reviewed this movie. So it was, see, Brendan, I got Brendan here for this, for the first one. And then they did the second one. He grabbed the guest. But then for the third one, he's like, no, we need Brent back. So this was like a weird little gap in the, you know, the podcast cinematic universe, like Marvel and shit. So I had to fill that gap real quick. And it's Ice Cube. Ice Cube, one of my favorite, well, 91. He is my favorite rapper of all time. So fuck it. Let's get an Ice Cube movie. It's been a while. Well, since Friday. Whatever. That's a while. So episode 290 will be Triple X State of the Union. Came out in 2005. Hour and 40 minutes. I will say right off the bat, I wish they had cut about 10 minutes off this bitch. I I say that all the time, but it's true. Not every movie can work over 90 minutes. And this is one of them. Slice spoiler. It cost $113 million to make. And it didn't make its money back. It was a bomb, biggity bomb, biggity bomb, 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 bomb. Only made $71.1 million. That is bad. Because I don't remember how much the first one made. Matter of fact, let's, let's go and take a sec to look back. XXX and not the porn website. There you go. 2002 film. Yeah. The first one cost 88.3 and made 277. So drastic change in just three years. I guess Ice Cube didn't bring them in. But I ain't even going to blame Ice Cube for that. Like I said, the script for this movie is not great. The CG is worse. And, uh, you know, I'm going to wait till we get to the director. IMDb score, because I, I got to look up something about this director. IMDb score, 4.4 out of 10, 71,661 votes. The critics gave this a fucking 17%, and the audience gave it a 32. Nobody likes this movie. And it's directed by Lee Tamahori. Now, that's the name that instantly, you know, rings alarm bells with me because as a big James Bond fan, I know that name because this is the guy that directed Die Another Day. Another movie with a weird fucking script and terrible CGI. So the trend continues. So I guess I can blame this on him a little bit, but fuck that. What else did he direct? Die Another Day and Triple X State of the Union got to be like a bad double feature that just got your ass booted out of Hollywood. So let's... Oh. All right, peep this. All right, we're going to go back. Because he did Once for Warriors. I know a lot of people really love that movie. Mulholland Falls, I've never, I've seen, oh, he's always seen that DVD at the store. Never heard nobody talk about it. Never seen it. Something called The Edge. One episode of The Sopranos, but then he did Long Came a Spotter. I know that was a favorite of my grandma's. Never watched it. But I know a lot of people do like that movie. Then he did Die Another Day. Then he did Triple X State Union. And then he did Next. The Nicolas Cage movie, which I fucking hated. So, and I got legit gave that a four out of ten because if you go way back into the everything I learned from movies vault, shout out to Stephen Izzy, I review next on there, and I hated it. I gave it a four. So, in 2002, 2005, 2007, yeah, a three of terrible fucking. Movie. What I like, Die Another Day. I'm not even gonna call that terrible. Die Another Day is fine. Much in the same way, I'm gonna say this movie for the most part is fine. Next sucked though. Fuck next. So that's probably why I haven't heard of the name Lee Tamahori in a very long time. Matter of fact, how much how much did next make? It was next a bomb too. <laughs> next cost 78.1 million and it made 76.1. So yep, another fucking bomb. Let's just look up die another day while I'm here. Not day, another day. Die another day. Damn, autocorrect. 
Yeah, die another day. We cost 142 and made 431. So that one is not a bomb. Of course, it's James Bond. Everybody's gonna go see that. I was actually that was the first James Bond movie I saw in the theater. So I was hyped as fuck. And I'm pretty sure yeah, it was Nightfire though. Uh, I had it on the GameCube at the time. But it was on GameCube PS2 and Xbox. They had a trailer for. Uh, I can't remember if it played. I, it might have played after you beat the game. I thought I'm thinking. I remember seeing it after the credits of the game. They showed a trailer for Dying of the Day, and I was so fucking hyped for that movie. And when I remember sitting in the theater, it was me, dad, and camera. And when your man's walk across the screen and shoot the uh, the bullet down the gun barrel, and they show the bullet fly at you in like 3D, I was so hyped. That was the hypest shit at the time to me. I was 11, though, so fuck it. But I was hyped. I got to watch Dying I got to get back to James Bond again, man. We've only done one in like five years. That's crazy. We're going to get back to it, though. But Triple X State of the Union starring Ice Cube, Willem Dafoe, Scott Speedman, Peter Strauss, Samuel Jackson, Exhibit, Nona Gay, and Sonny Maybury. Maybury? Maybury? I don't know. It's weird spell. So right off the bat, I give it props because they don't fuck around. The first thing you see, some dude walking around a barn, and you can tell something wrong here. And then, of course, it was dead body, something very wrong here. And then he gets his ass popped. And it's a bunch of splinter cell looking motherfuckers. And they got these little drill cannons or something. They like drill down into the ground. And they go down into the little underground base. And that's, I guess it's the Triple X headquarters because Samuel Jackson them down there. And they spray the fuck out of everybody. I did laugh. I ain't going to lie. Because it was like a woman. She tried to. She seen that shit coming. And she zigged when she should have zagged. And got that ass blown out. Because they smoked her from behind. It's like, why would you run in a straight line? Well, granted, they was right on her ass. So, I mean, just like five on machine guns. You ain't getting away anyway. But it's like, damn, you trotting. You actually been running. That's why you're dead and leaking, motherfucker. But, yeah, just, you know, infiltration, shooting everybody. Samuel Jackson escapes because we can't kill Samuel Jackson in the first five minutes. Him and his little nerd homie, I forget the name. He's just going to be the nerd homie. They escaping a whip, bust through the barn, and they drive off. And he, they're talking. They're like, yo, we need a new triple X. And he needs to have more attitude. And he cut right to Ice Cube. See, hip-hop fans got to chuckle there like I did probably because you need somebody with more attitude. And you immediately cut the Ice Cube because he was in a group called NWA, which stood for niggas with attitude. You get it? That's the joke. And where's Ice Cube? He's in jail. So he immediately showed a black man in jail. I see what you're doing, Lee. I got you. Opening titles. Triple X, State of the Union. Immediately cut to Willem Dafoe. Think he's, yeah, he's the Secretary of Defense. And immediately, I hope they wasn't trying to use this as like a little, oh, we got you. But he's the bad guy. You show me Willem Dafoe on the screen. He's going to be the bad guy. And spoiler, he's the fucking bad guy. Samuel Jackson, though, go up there. He grab Ice Cube up, talk him, smooth him over. Because, you know, they got past beef. Ice Cube ain't really fucking with him. But, you know, Samuel Jackson, like, would you want to just stay in jail for the next 11 years, motherfuckers? He's probably like, I think, what, a 20-year bid? And he been in there for like nine? And apparently it's because of Samuel Jackson or some shit? So he's like, of course. He's like, I bet I'm out. Tells him be on the yard at 12.05. Then you get a whole big ass prison break sequence where Ice Cube beating the fuck out of guards. He uses a chain to pull like a fan off the top of the building, jumps out, and then jumps onto the helicopter, almost like in GoldenEye when James Bond jumped off of the cradle of the motherfucking satellite. And he grabbed hold of the, I don't know what the fuck that thing is called, like the little thing that's under the fucking helicopter. He does the same exact move. And then they fly off. Oh, and then there's a the little joke, of course, where he's like, oh, you know, I need to. What's the first thing you know a brother wants after being in jail for so long? And of course, you can think he would thought to take him to go get some coochie, but nah. He takes him to go get a hamburger. And Ice Kids, you know, off screen, Ice Kids was like, yeah, yeah. You like that motherfucker, like talking like he fucking, but he's actually eating the fuck out of hamburger. Which I guess, I mean, you've been in jail for nine years. I'd probably eat a hamburger like that too, but he killing that motherfucker. 
Oh, and I do have to say, I forgot. Uh, Vin Diesel's character, Xander Cage, is killed off screen, basically, because uh, there's just some random report. Because there's a guy named Agent Kyle. I, I'm not even joking. His name is Agent Kyle. His name is Agent Kyle Christopher. Actually, now I remember. The Agent Kyle is basically going to be the dude that's trying to catch Ice Cube and Givens. And Givens is Samuel Jackson. And he's like, uh, oh, we just got a report. Xander Cage was killed in Bora Bora. So, and you might be wondering, like, how the third movie happened? Well, you got to watch the third one or go listen to what they're thinking. And I'll tell you how that happened. But for all we know right now, in 2005, Xander Cage, Triple X, uh, Vin Diesel is dead as fuck. But they need a place to lay low. They go holler at Exhibit, hanging out in that old Capitol Theater building. Exhibit is like, huh, yeah, I run this. Ch-. He's a big ass chop shop. I run this chop shop now. And he's like, oh, we're, we're the leader at. I don't even think they give him a fucking name. But they're like, where the leader at? He's like, oh, they up uptown. Then you go uptown. It's like a nice ass. I don't know what you call it, like car dealership or something. And it's ran by Nona Gay. And I don't remember what her character's name was in this movie, so we just gonna call her Nona. You know, my Blood and Bone fans might remember her from that movie. Or I mean, if you're musically inclined, you might know her as Marvin Gaye's daughter. But hey, you know, I'm, I like Blood and Bones. Shout out to Michael J. White, goddamn. But they basically have a little car tray. You know, they got that car. They they escape from the building and it's hot shit. So he's like, we're going to give you this. Chop it up. Do whatever you want with it. And you're going to give us your ride right here. I think, was it a Jeep? I think it was a truck. It was a truck of some kind. I think it was a Jeep. And so now the whole the objective, the mission is we got to go back to that bunker. Because there's some important data on it, uh, HDD, hard disk drive. And uh, we need that back. And while you doing that, and this is Samuel Jackson talking that, he like, I'm going to roll back to the crib. Because I got some shit I got to go get, but I can handle that. You know, I just got to go to my own house. You going to go underground and go get that drive, though. And the joke here, the nerd is like, hey, we need to be quiet. Stealth shit, Splinter Cell, Sam Fisher out here in these streets. And Ice Cube is like, fuck that. He immediately just shoots an RPG and blows some shit up. But it's smart because that's the distraction. Everybody, everybody is going, of course, run the fuck up there and see what blew up. And while they do the ice cube goes downstairs, gets the disc. Because I remember watching. I'm like, damn, that was easy. But then, you know, eventually the agent Kyle was like, yo, uh, this is a diversion. This is treachery. So go on and get the fuck back down here. And, of course, there's like a big chase. They chase Cube out of there. And uh, he ends up getting on a boat. Cut the tubes, the gas lines on the other boat. So when they try and get on, he shoots them and blows them the fuck up. And it's a big, no, it wasn't even a boat chase because I see he blew up the other boats. What it was, like he driving up to uh, water and the uh, homeboy, all this shit going on. And the little nerd dude just happened to be driving by. So, of course, they're like, hey, follow that car because you dumbass. Why would you just go? Why would you not like take a side street? Why would you not? I would have just drove. Hell, you got a truck. Drive through the fucking grass. Just don't go right up the motherfucking road right past him. You're kind of dumb there, bro. But he ends up getting trapped on the bridge by 5-0. Ice Cube, this shit is hilarious to me. Because he, he ends up like riding up the back of another boat, flies onto the bridge. I think the boat starts exploding because he's like walking. He's like going toward the car. He told dude, get in the passenger seat. He's walking over to the truck. But I burst out laughing. I remember this from the trailers. I remember the commercials and everything for this movie when it came out. But as the boat's blowing up, like Ice Cube does a little cool guy walk. And it's funny, too, because, you know, he's supposed to be undercover. It's stealth mission. You know, you would normally think, I don't know, like, like splinter something like tight suits or some shit like that. But my man is basically just dressed like Dub C out here. He just got on a black hoodie and a fucking beanie. And that's all I can think of. And it's funny because him and Dub C, of course, are homies because, you know, the West Side Connection. West Side Connection was Ice Cube, Dub C, and Mac 10 is an album they put out. That They put out two albums. First album is 
the shit. It's like 10 plus out of 10 album. Second one, not as good, but not bad. The first one is pretty much the first West Side Connection album came out in the height of the East Coast, West Coast little you know, rivalry they had going on. And so that album pretty much is dissing the shit out of everybody. And it's the best. I love that record so much. It's one of the best Ice Cube albums. I would say that was probably like the last like of the classic because Ice Cube had a string in a row. Yeah, America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate, The Predator, Lethal Injection. And then the outcount that album. Where I was like that five he had a five fucking album streak of classic records. And then he did the War and Peace albums. And those are not the worst, but they're not the great. They don't compare to the other shit either, though. But it's like you still got five in a fucking row though. And if we count like soundtracks and shit he produced, like you get the Friday soundtrack and all that shit, man. It's good ass string of records, bro. All that to say, I got off on a tangent there. He dressed like Dub C, and that made me laugh a lot. And if you know what I'm talking about, you might laugh too. He does a cool guy walk, and he just gets into the car, and they just drive off. Like, that was it. The explosion, I guess, was a diversion enough for everybody to just bang out. Uh, you find out a little bit of backstory. Agent Kyle looks into, oh, because I keep saying Cube. Ice Cube's name is Darius Stone in the movie. And they're looking up Stone's info, and they found that he's like an ex-Navy SEAL, and he's basically that dude. He was a sniper, so this ain't just some random dude they chasing. Your boy Gibbons, Samuel Jackson, apparently waited until night to go to his house and go get the info and all that. But then he hears a noise. Gets yoked up from behind. And again, like if you didn't guess already, Willem Dafoe is the fucking bad guy. And Willem Dafoe talking shit to him. Samuel Jackson talking shit back to him. He's like, oh, word. Well, guess what, motherfucker? You're going to die. Next thing you know, you just see Gibbons' house blowing the fuck up. So you assume that he dead, right? Well, we'll come back to that later. There, uh, that little nerd dude is trying to crack that hard drive. But he's like, oh, there's nothing on it. There's nothing on it. And Ice Cube was like, no, nah, he he said it was something on the hard drive, not necessarily like inside the memory banks, homie. So Ice Cube like gets a little, I don't know what the fuck. He it's like pulls a, it's like a microfilm. It's like a microfilm stick. Pulls that off the bottom where you know the serial number and all that would be, and he puts it under a little microscope. Then you see all these different pictures, but then he stops on one and it just says Charlie. And he's like, which one is Charlie? I was like, I guess we better go find out. And so they go to Gibbons' funeral. They're looking all around, and Ice Cube sees a little white woman. And he's like, bam, there's Charlie. He's like, which one is he? He's like, nah, nah, he, son. Girly right there, that's Charlie. I don't know exactly how he figured that out. I guess he just assumed it. I, I didn't get that, I guess, when I was watching the movie. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. But I was like, how the fuck did he know that was Charlie? I guess because I, I didn't see, was there a girl in the picture? And then there's a girl? I don't fucking know. But it's her, though, so don't worry about it. Don't think about it too much. He goes to meet up with her at lunch. She's like, oh, I'm expecting somebody. He's like, hey, look, I leave some info, motherfucker. And they start dropping knowledge on her to talk about it. She's like, I don't know if I can trust you. He's like, I don't know if I can trust you neither. But eventually, you know, trust is gotten. But then rise, they start to give up info. A little dude that she was waiting on comes up. And he couldn't find out he's like some NRA cat. Ice, I don't say Ice-T. Ice Cube is posing as like a deacon of, you know, the Baptist church. And so the dude is like, hey, you know, I'm one, I mean to talk to you, man. You know, I wonder if there's... You come up with some ideas about some kind of community outreach, you know, you know, get the people down with the the guns and shit, the NRA. And he's like, well, first of all, he says in low voice, Remember, I should just play the clip for you. Where can I, is that if that clip on YouTube, I'm just play it for you. Well, no offense, but I don't trust anybody right now. Good. That means we got something in common. Charlie. I'm sorry I'm so late. I had that urban youth meeting at Ranover, you know, we're trying to set up that after-school uh, gun instructional program for kids. And... Mm. I'm sorry, uh, Dickie Ambrose, NRA? Rep <laughs> Billy Bob Baker, Southern Baptist Brotherhood. Well, it's just great to meet you, Reverend. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, listen, we're setting up this uh, rally upstate next week, and I was just wondering if there was some way we could attract, uh, you know, some upstanding African Americans like yourself. Yeah, you got any advice for us? Well, Dick, perhaps you can tell your members to stop buying country music, stop burning crosses, and stop shooting black folks. Hear me? <laughs> nah, if that don't work, try cookout with free food. Preferably fried. Um, Dick, <laughs> would you mind terribly if we rescheduled? I think that would be, uh, yeah, that's fine. I have a lot of stuff to do. Reverend, I'll, I'll call me. I'll call you about that. <laughs> there you go. That was one of the best parts of the movie. I did laugh at that part. But yeah, so basically gets Charlie's trust in that scene right there. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, I can get you close to Deckard, which is Defoe's character. But, you know, we're going to have to get you undercover a little bit. He's like, don't worry, I got that. She's like, are you going to need a a suit or a tux or some shit like that? And so you assume he's just going to put on a suit and try and mingle and everything. But no, my man actually gets suited up like a waiter. He's running around carrying the champagne. She even says, like, it's not exactly the suit I was looking or thinking about. He's like, hey, shit worked, though. So he's going around getting info. And he kind of, I was laughing because they they know about this motherfucker. So you assume that they got pictures of him. But I guess the bottles he was holding or the glasses he was holding covered his face just enough for them to not notice it's him. Because he's standing right next to Willem Dafoe and this little other dude. And he's just easy, ear hustling super hard. But I guess then it does work out because when he turns around to try and walk away, then that's when he gets seen by the, the little, I guess... He be Defoe's like second in command because he's always with him. And that's when the little chase starts. They running him out and uh, he's like bobbing and weaving through all the people. And then the dude even yells out. He's like, oh, you know, black guy, white tux. And then he ran toward the kitchen. And so, but the joke is when they run toward the kitchen, all of the waiters are coming out at once and all of them are black guys in white tuxes. So there you go. That's how you get up out of there. Well, actually, I take it back. He got there. He got to the back. And then Charlie was there in the whip. And she was like, here, you know, hop in. And he got in the whip and she like zoomed out around the corner and everything. Go back to her house. And she's like, oh, you know, it's a change of clothes. You know, you can chill here as long as you need to. And then she's like, you know, if you need anything, just let me know. And Ice Cube was like, anything. And of course, you know, you assume he about to try and get some of the pouche. But that ain't where it go. He's like, how about, a you know, a burger and a shake? And she kind of gave him a look like, ha ha, and walks away. And then if you remember the first movie, there was a scene with Vin Diesel before... He's, you know, he's about to smash the girl he was talking to at the time. And he was like, oh, you know, the things I do for my country. And in this one, Ice Cube is not about to smash the white woman. He looks almost into the camera. And he says the things I won't do for my country, which, again, if you if you are familiar with Ice Cube music, a lot of this shit is like in jokes and funny to me personally, because I already knew that Ice Cube wasn't going to smash the white shit. And if you <clears throat> prove of that, go listen to the Lethal Injection album because he has a song called Cave Bitch. And I'm not going to even describe that song. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to it. <laughs> and I think, um, I don't think he ever has. I mean, granted, he is married, but it is active. I don't think he's ever, like, kissed or dated a white woman on camera. I'm not sure. Now I think about it. I can't remember a time anyway. It's almost like Denzel. I don't think Denzel has either. I don't know, but yeah, they don't it don't go down like you think it's going to. If it was Vin Diesel, it would have. But Ice Cube is like, nah, I'm not going down with that. And he ends up getting in the shower. Gets up the next day. I'm sorry, not the next day. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He gets out the shower. He's just hearing like this weird noise going on. So he grabs it. I was mad at Cube a little bit, I will admit. 
because he's walking down the hall and there's just a random gun on the ground. And I'm like, why would you pick that a gun up with no gloves on or none? It's like, this is obviously, this is, this is, a, this is treachery, motherfucker. Like, this is a plant. Don't pick the gun up with your bare hands. Guys, because as you're going to find out, it is a setup. And that little senator dude or whoever the fuck he was that uh, Decker was talking to at that party is now inside that room with a fucking hole in his head. He's super ventilated. And I'm sure that was the gun they used to kill him. So now you got fingerprints on this. Now it's easier to set your ass up. This is why you don't just pick up random gun. It's just like, you know, here's here's a little street and it's one on one for you. If you find a gun somewhere, don't pick that bitch up. Don't take it home. Don't claim it as yours. And if somebody's like, hey, I got this gun. You want it? Done, I would not take that shit. Cause you don't know what bodies is on that bitch. I'm just telling you, this is just, you know, stuff you got to learn growing around here. <laughs> don't fucking pull up no random guns. I've seen so many stories that shit happening on TV. Hell, even in movies and stuff, they try to tell you all this stuff too. It's like, don't just know. You don't know what bodies on that gun. You don't know who had that gun last. You don't know what fingerprints on this. If you want a gun, go buy one. Uh, if you got to have one, just go fucking buy one. I don't even trust pawn shops with that. I wouldn't even like buy a pawn shop burner. Like, I don't know who had the, I want fresh. Give me this shit. F R E S H. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Yo, that's fresh. Go listen to that song if you haven't already. Or listen to HVH Radio as I have played it on there. But yeah, there's a little pro tips for you from the home video hustle. Leave them guns alone, folks. Now, I know NRI people are like, fuck you. Hey, look, I'm just saying, if you're going to fuck with them, go get a new one. But it's all a setup. Five O's already on their way outside. And so he's geek. He, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It's actually kind of smart, I guess. I just didn't know where it was going. So I remember nothing about this movie. I saw this movie probably back in like 2016, 17. And he's like heating up a bunch of food in the microwave. And even because the NSA agent, uh, Agent Kyle comes and he walks inside and he's even like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, don't worry about that. So he's trying to talk and he's telling dude like, yo, I didn't kill that motherfucker. This is a setup. And he's like, man, I want to trust you, but man, it's looking kind of bad right now. And he's like, I tell you what. I'm about to go handle my business. We can holler about this later. NSA dude walks out, and then they're using the little thermoscope to see what room he in. And that's what the fucking uh, hot food came into play, because he heated up all that food, threw it in the bathtub, so they think he in there. And he sneak attacks him. He actually does a Hitman move, if you know the Hitman video games. Beats the fuck out of dude, puts on his costume, and just bas- just walks right out the door, gets in the whip, and bangs out. Easy escape. Uh, it's a news report going on. You know, they're blaming him for the death of the dude. And uh, he tells the little nerd dude, like, man, we need to hack the DOD. Why? I don't fucking remember, honestly. I'm not even going to lie to you, but we need to hack the DOD. And dude is basically like, oh, you want me to hack into the the illest security system in the world with all these locks and encryptions and this and that? And Ice Cube's like, yeah. He's like, bitch, hold my chips. And he goes and hacks the shit out of it. And while he's hacking, your boy Ice Cube is hollering at Nona Gay. And they basically about to get they fuck on, about to get that sexual healing. Ha. But right when they're getting ready to, you know, right the heaviest, the hottest point, the little nerd comes over there with the paperwork, like, I got it. Uh, where am I? I forget what the fuck happened. Oh. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. All right. So with that information, they go into a little boat or whatever the fuck it is, a tanker, boat, whatever you want to call it. And Ice Cube is sneaking around getting his splinter sewn in again there. And he ends up finding Charlie again. And this time, he also finds Gibbons. Gibbons wasn't dead. Gibbons, I guess, they blew up the house to make it look like he died. Gave him a funeral and everything. But they got his ass locked up. Because basically, I'm going to just get this out the way right now. The whole plan is, Willem Dafoe, or Deckard, wants to get rid of the president because he thinks the president is on some soft shit, basically. Like, I want to, you know, show sympathy and empathy for, you know, whatever. We need to all just come together, quit all this war shit. And Willem Dafoe is like, Nick, fuck that. 
We America. We supposed to be the tie. They supposed to be scared of us. We don't show empathy. Are you fucking crazy? So we're going to get rid of you and all your people. And we're going to make me look like the war hero because we're going to have get make it look like Gibbons crew is the ones about to murk your ass. And then we're going to murk them. And then we're going to look like heroes. And I'm going to get elected. We're going to bomb some shit. So that's why Gibbons and the, his old crew are still alive. And the plan was eventually to get Ice Cube too. But, you know, Ice Cube didn't get caught. So when he finds out all that info here and then Charlie's right there and he's I think he pistol whips her with the gun and knocks her on the ice. He was like, or not ice. He was saying, just like, what? You should have shot the bitch. And then, of course, he proves himself right because then she wakes up and hits an alarm. And I think Ice Cube knocks her out again. And so ain't no time to save the homies, but we got to get the fuck out of there. And it basically just becomes like this fucking video game. Man. It reminded me of there's a James Bond game called Everything or Nothing. And there's a mission towards the end of the game where you like, and so I don't remember what. It was like some type of like, what was that fucking area? It was like they were putting together, they were building shit. It was like a construction type area. They were making like planes or something. I don't remember. But it kind of made me, reminded me of that. Or just a James Bond game in general. Because there's a lot of James Bond games where you're running around on tankers and shooting people. How GoldenEye, I think, even started that. But he's running around and the little uh, second in command, dude, Willem Dafoe, he keeps calling him Redneck. So I'm going to call him that too. That's all you know that I got from show. Redneck dude is on the. Speaker telling everybody, get this motherfucker, chop his ass up. Ice Cube jacks a tank. And so now he's just talking back and forth. They both talking shit to each other. Ice Cube starts blowing shit up, murking dudes. He ends up getting to the top of the tanker out of the, you know, out of the inside. And another tank gets sent up there with him. And so reminiscent of Live Free or Die Hard, where you killed a helicopter with a car, Ice Cube's going to kill a tank with a tank because he puts the tank that he's driving on like the little I don't, I don't even know what that thing is called, like the little rail gun or like chain thing where he's like shooting it out. And so he puts it on there and he shoots the tank at the other tank and blows it the fuck up. And then he just jumps into the water. And I was laughing because they show him swimming and all the dudes right there like shooting at him. And all the bullets are just conveniently missing every single shot of him. It's the best. I loved it. I was laughing my ass off. And this time your boy Cube or Stone, whatever you want to call him, he goes and meets up with the NSA agent. And gives him all this fucking info, tells him basically World War Four is about to happen. Which I guess this was gonna be so crazy that World War Three just got skipped entirely and they just skipped straight to four. And dude is just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could trust you. I'm like, bitch, I got paperwork right here showing you everything. And I laugh because, like I told y'all what the end goal already was, but the way they worded it was, they about to make a move on the Capitol. And I burst the fuck out laughing. Is, is, I mean, you do. I gotta explain why with the capital. What's the word? Uh, insurrection and all that. Insurrectionists running up on the capital, fucking shit up, doing dumb shit, looking like jackasses. All those people that talk about they love the police and they in there killing the police. I ain't gonna get in all. Y'all know what it is right now. All that hypocrisy going on at the capital. Well, I guess they thought about this idea way back in 2005 first. Maybe somebody, one of them racist motherfuckers, was probably. Watching Triple X. No, they wouldn't be watching Triple X, too, because Ice Cube is a star. I don't know. Maybe it was on in the background. Maybe they just heard that one line. Maybe they watched it for Willem Dafoe. And they were like, you know, that's a good idea right there. We need to storm that Capitol. And then they went and stormed that Capitol. And then, yeah, now a lot of them are going to jail for storming that Capitol, which is lovely to see, because they all thought they were so invincible. Not this time. I'm going to drop a bar for that. Lock them up. <laughs> but that's the plan. So we're going to make a move on the Capitol. Deckard is kind of like, I say he's kind of like with it, kind of like, yeah, I don't know, Cube, and it's, I don't know. 
But he immediately about to join Cube's side because while he's down there doing his NSA thing, he's actually looking into it and checking on shit. And Deckard actually comes down there and he's being very threatening. Like, oh, uh, so when did you talk to, what did you, you and Stone talk about? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you was the last person to talk to him before he escaped that house. And dude's like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he didn't really tell me much, you know, just whatever. And then the dude's like, mm-hmm, yeah, well, you know, uh, I got a personal stake in this investigation. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be working together. And your boy's like, okay. And at that moment, you just like, okay, yeah, 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 he's a bad guy. He pretty much the same thing as me. Like, once you see Willem Dafoe and he starts talking, you just like, oh, yeah, he's a bad guy. That's all you need. So he's, now he's on uh, Ice Cube's side. So he's like, look, we're going to do this. We need people. We need some equipment. We need um, just a lot of shit. So, all right, we're going to go holler at our exhibit. He know how to pimp rides and shit. So we're going to go holler at him. And they end up convincing him into it. Because then he tells him, he says his line multiple times, but he's like, if it got wheels, we can jack it. We're going to come back to that later. So Exhibit is recruited. And so they like, all right, we need guns, but we can't just go, like, go and order them online or nothing like that. We can't just go to Vance's up the street and go grab Chopper. But somebody was like, oh, we, they have civilian little convoys that are in disguise that are like delivering guns and shit. So they stop one. And I laugh because it was dri- being driven by Bruce Bruce and J. Anthony Brown, two black comedians. I did, they just seemed to come out. I know I didn't expect to see them. They're driving. I think, oh, it was a cheese. That's right. It was a cheese truck. Because they stop them. They use little two little little sexy decoys. They was like on some Maury show shit. Use the sexy decoys like Maury like doing. That's always the funniest shit to me. Like, I don't know how them dudes all these. Well, I don't think Maury's on the air no more. Maybe he finally got like to the point he couldn't catch no more suckers no more. But they would always be that thing. It was like, oh, my Maury, my boyfriend cheating on me. And he's like, girl, I would never cheat on you. He's like, oh, well, we put you in the green room with two section decoys or whatever the fuck. It's like, how do you niggas fall for this every time? Like, I know y'all watch this show. Everybody in the hood watch that show. Like, you know these is decoys, bro. What are you doing? You know, it's probably fake and scripted. I don't know. But still, it's like, how do you fucking keep falling for that? Well, Bruce Bruce and the homie fell for it, too. And they got that. Well, they didn't jack the truck. They just opened it up and took the guns out. You can take the cheese. We don't want this goddamn cheese, motherfucker. I ain't got no Miralax for all this shit. So you can take that and get the fuck on. And so now they got all, they mad choppers now. They machine guns, all that good shit, grenades, everything. And the State of the Union address is going on. But fuck everything because while he's giving his State of the Union address, it's all good and dandy and all that. But these motherfuckers start playing Fight the Power, Public Enemy, of course, 1989, number another, someone get down, sound of the funky drummer, all that good shit. But it's like some weird rock and roll version of it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, don't fuck with my Public Enemy now. Like, it was cool with them, but they cooked up with Anthrax, but I ain't hear Chuck D. This sounds like some just weird-ass remix. I don't know. Let me look this up. Who did this? <laughs> Is there even a soundtrack listing for this shit? Oh, I forgot I was going to die another day. Oh, no, it was right there. I just saw a soundtrack. Who who, who fucking with my song? There's a song there called Get Triple x <laughs> Oh, Jay Conn and Petey Pablo. Oh, yeah, anybody seen the Popos? I did notice. That's an Ice Cube. That's the Ice Cube song, I guess, for this movie. Oh, no, Fight the Power was Corn and Exhibit. I guess I just didn't hear Exhibit then. Corn is actually, I, I ain't got beef with Corn. You know, he did I shouldn't, I should have realized that's probably who it was because Ice Cube even has worked on that War and Peace Volume 1 album. There was a song called Fuck Dying, which is Ice Cube and Corn. And I love that. It's actually one of the better songs on that record. Like I said, that album has like 18 songs on it, that War and Peace Volume 1. And out of 18 songs, I think I probably really fuck with like six or seven. So, yeah, so I say it's not one of the great. It was, like I said, the first drop in 100% quality from Ice Cube, in my opinion. Volume two was better. It went, it went back up again. Like I said, that's the only thing with Ice Cube albums. It was like a straight line trajectory, like a flat line, just like classic bow, 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 bow. And you got the Warren Peace and it dipped. 
War and Peace Volume 2 is Spites. And then, well, I, I kind of love Laugh Loud, Cry Later. But actually, when it, it might have been another Spike Edwards. And then Raw Footage was a very, very, very slight dip. And then I Am The West was a little bit bigger of a dip. And then uh, Everything's Corrupt is spiked up again. So like I said, just a few dips. Not terrible dips. Like I said, the only thing about I Am The West, and I've heard opposite, you know, people, people said opposite, but I always felt this way. But it feels like that album, he tried to be a little bit more mainstreamy sounding. And those songs, I didn't care. Like, there's a song on there called Urbanian, which is, I, I love you, Ice Cube, you my mans. But that song is fucking terrible. Because I think the like the hook is like him saying, Google me, bitch, with this weird little beat in the background. I was like, I remember when I bought that CD and I was listening to it, I'm like, oh, no. And then there's another song, too. It has his sons on there. So if you're a fan of Ice Cube's son, he's actually rapping on that record. But it's a song called, you know, She Couldn't Make It On Her Own, which flips the, um like, why am I blanking on his fucking name? Oh, the Melly Mel, uh, Grandma's Flash Furious Fire, the message it. You know, she had to get a pimp. She couldn't make it on her own. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. Oh, actually, it flips that line. And they make a whole song about it. But it's like they put like a newer school sounding beat over it. And then they do that fucking thing that drives me crazy that rappers do nowadays where they kind of like break up the line and shit. Oh, I'm trying to give an example off the top of my head, but I don't listen to enough of this shit to really give you one. But, uh, oh, me and my brother always laugh. If he was here, he would be able to probably quote it exactly. But there's a line. I think it's a song called Bad Rock by Young Money. It's fucking terrible song. But the, it, it gives a good point of what I'm talking about. But there's a line where I think it was gutta gutta. <laughs> which is forever ruined for me about them YouTube animated videos, but what it that's something different. But what he say? He's like, I had to get her, man. Grocery bag. Where it's like that little ellipses in between words. Like, I had to get her, man. Grocery bag or some shit like that. I fucking hate when rappers do that. That is like a hip hop pet peeve for me. I don't even know why. Because you know the rappers always do that. It's like the little metaphors like, oh, you know, I had to get her, man, like a grocery bag. It's like they drop the like uh or something or like whatever and they just leave that little blank spot. Like that, that, that grocery bag. I don't know why that drives me so crazy, but I hate it so much. And rappers do it a lot. And they do it in that song like, you stop it. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's just like, you got to you gotta keep up with the times. You got to sell your records. I completely understand that. But it's like, God damn it. One thing I always love, my man's KRS-One. He keeps putting out records. They don't usually do very well, unfortunately, because a lot of you ain't, a lot of young cats ain't buying them, but. I still like him because it's, it's him. It sounds like him. He doesn't do anything. Like, the only person I can think of that kind of got away with this shit, like, on a real consistent basis was LL Cool J. LL Cool J would legitimately change his music or with the times, but it still sounded like LL. It didn't sound like he was, in my opinion, it didn't sound like he was, like, jocking or, you know, trend hopping or nothing like that. He was just sweet, tweaking his little variation or style to fit with the times. He wasn't just changing his shit. He was tweaking his shit, adapting his shit, not changing it. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Damn it, you get what I'm trying to say. And that album had a couple songs like that. Like, but again, like I said, then he put out the Everything's Corrupt album and everything was fine. I like that record. I love that record, actually. It's a lot of good songs there. There are some, some if you're talking about just albums, it's a couple dips and tracks on that album. But for the most part, I would get that like, it's been a while since I've listened to the whole thing. If I'm just going by memory, it's like an 85-90% hit rate on that record. So all that just to say, you know, hey, I love Ice Cube music. <laughs> and I was, like I said, I think, yeah, it was P.E. started all that. They did like a rock version of Fight the Power at the time. I wasn't really feeling it. Maybe I need to listen to it. But I was like, I don't know. That's one of those songs where it's like, just, just leave Fight the Power alone. Leave it alone. You know, I know technically the Isley Brothers did a song called Fight the Power first. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It's public enemy, PE number one. 
1990. Well, that's the thing. The song came from out in 1989 on the Do the Right Thing soundtrack, but then the album Fear of a Black Planet, the third public enemy album came out in 1990. So technically, you get what I'm saying. Music history for you. I got knowledge for that ass. The more you know, baby. Alright, so after the PE shit, the tank got jacked. They legitimately, they got like, I don't know what it is. It's like a, a big ass jack. And they slide it under the tank and it lifts it up. And then I think even Ice Cube, when they open up the top of it, they're like, welcome to the first tank jack in the history. Because they legit jacked a fucking tank. So they ride to the Capitol. The Capitol's being attacked as they're on their way there. Willem Dafoe or Decker has finally shown that he is the bad guy. He, uh, The president is, of course, shocked. He's like, you did this? Like, yeah, bitch, I did that. This is all me, baby. And uh, I think they were about to, were they about to kill him here? I don't know if they were or not, but they don't kill him because Gibbons is there too. Ice Cube and them, they shoot a tank, or no, they shoot a, shoot a tank. They shoot a missile from the tank at the Capitol. And it hits just, I don't know how they knew exactly where they were. Maybe they saw shadows in the windows or something like Psycho. But they shot at exact point they needed to shoot at. And they like, of course, you know, when they about to shoot everybody, you know, everybody drops the gun or they all fall to the ground because of vibrations and everything. Ice Cube and the homies all swarm in, shoot up. Blah, Gibbons gets freed. Charlie's there. And after uh, Gibbons gets freed, you know, he see Charlie about to get up and shoot Ice Cube in the back. So he smokes her ass and he looks at Ice Cube. He's like, see, I told you to shoot that bitch. You know, calling back to the joke from early. President ends up getting taken onto a big train, bullet train, whatever. And then Ice Cube is like, he's like, we got to get on that train. Don't miss that train, baby. Don't miss that train. Six Nine Boys reference. We didn't get it. So to get on that train, he calls up Nona Gay. He's like, yo, I'm going to need something. I don't know if he called her the nurse. Somebody. No, he called a nurse. He's like, yo, I'm going to need something fast. And so Nona Gay brings the whip. And I'm not a car guy, so I don't know what the fuck kind of car this was. But he ends up still chasing after the car. Or I'm sorry, after the train. And <laughs> I laughed so hard at this because he ends up driving onto the tracks and it completely destroys the rubber of the tire so he now he's just riding on the rim on the tracks and the cgi here is fucking horrible like i mean think way back in the day the doctor no you know they got the rear projection you know sean connery is trying to drive away from people on like the side of a mountain doctor no and it's so obvious that it's just a video screen playing behind him and it looks fake but it was endearing. It's like, oh, you know, it's the 60s, man. You know, it's whatever. Man, this is 2005. <laughs> this shit look, it look, honestly, it looks worse than rear projection, honestly, because it just looks like Ice Cube isn't even fucking there. All right, I take that back. It looks like Ice Cube is there, but nothing else is. And that's probably because that's exactly what it is. Because the camera, it's like a video game. You know, oh, video game fans, I got a perfect reference for you. It looked like the cutscenes in the newer Need for Speed video games. Because the newer Need for Speed video games use live actors. And uh, they just put them basically in like the CG backgrounds. Or they like contrast and all that. The hell out of it. And it looks video game. It looks almost like a living comic book. And that's pretty much what this scene looks like. It looks like a Need for Speed. Maybe Need for Speed people got the idea for that shit from this. I don't know. I don't really play Need for I hate racing games. I'm sorry. I, I fucking hate that shit. Like I would say like, Mar like kart racers. Like Mario Kart where you got power-ups and you can shoot missiles and shit. All day or a day, I'll play that. But like straight up racing games, like I said, like Midnight Club and Need for Speed, I hate that shit. So I swear to God, if I get all the way to the end of that fucking thing and a car passes me, fuck that game after that. <laughs> I'm done with that shit. I'm not going to keep doing the same race over. You already just drive around in circles constantly. 
Like, that shit don't excite me. That's why I don't watch NASCAR. That shit is boring. But see, if you got the power-ups, like Crash, Team Racing, or like Mario Kart, then at least it's fun because I can drop shit. I can shoot missiles and all that. But I like I don't give a fuck about cars. So I don't know nothing about them. I'm like, oh, you can customize this and do that with the engine. Like, I don't know none of that shit. I know how to turn the bitch on. I know a few other little things. I know how to change a tire and shit like that. But when it comes to all that other, I don't, I don't care. So those games don't do shit for me. But you give me Mario Kart and we good. I can deal with that. So Need for Speed games. I know those cutscenes because, I, you know, I, I was a big fan of the FMV games back in the day. I loved all that like Sega CD, goofy, dumb shit and all that. So I've, I've watched those cutscenes. I would watch my, my cousin Andrew who's the complete opposite. He loves cars, loves the car games and all that. I would watch him play them. And I would just, like, wait to see the cutscenes. It was almost like watching a movie, I guess. Proto Twitch. You know, all that shit we was doing before Twitch. Now, people all around the world just watch people play video games. It's lovely. I do it sometimes. And people watch me play. It's crazy. And if you want a good example of what I'm talking about, go into the YouTube page. Look up when I live streamed the Fast and Furious video game and see how terrible I was at that fucking racing mission. And you'll know exactly why I hate racing games. He ends up getting onto the train. He ends up getting into a face off the redneck bodyguard. The redneck bodyguard actually splinter cells him. He's like hanging the, above the door and he like reaches down and stabs a knife right through Ice Cube's arm. So for the whole rest of the like movie or action or whatever, Ice Cube can't use that arm. But they get into a big fight and he ends up beating dude because they accidentally like bust open a gas line. And so Ice Cube picks up the, I think the dude dropped the lighter. He picked up the lighter, flung that bitch into the gas and like moved his ass to the bars. And then the dude got blown up. He got blown up out of the fucking train window, actually. So it's almost like, you know, Goldfinger flying out of the airplane at the end of that movie. I'm making a lot of James Bond references. I guess because of Lee Tamahori. But that's pretty much... Or even like if you want to do Live and Let Die, when you, the black dude, uh, T, he got flipped out the window and everything in the train. You know, it's a lot of references to James Bond. But he flew out that window. Agent Kyle is outside. And he's like doing the uh, the Mission Impossible. Like he's got the... the, the what do you call that shit? Like the, the line, the rope, whatever. <laughs> he's attached. The harness. There you go. He's hanging from the helicopter being driven by Gibbons. And he's like outside the window. And he's trying to tell the president, like, yo, get to the fucking window. I got to get you up out of there. And so uh, the window gets shattered somehow. I don't remember how it broke. I think they were shooting maybe and it broke. I don't remember. But the president is up again. He grabs the president. He had to do like a little bit of a leap to him. And so they get reeled up into the plane. So now president's safe. So now all we got to do is get rid of Willem Dafoe ass. So Ice Cube gets into a fight with Willem Dafoe. And, you know, even with one arm, he's getting him a little bit. But actually, Willem Dafoe ends up getting the upper hand because then Ice Cube is sitting by the door and Willem Dafoe does the dumb bad guy thing where he has a gun pointed right at Ice Cube's fucking forehead. And he tells him, he's like, you know, oh, I always, I always hated you. Because I, I guess I didn't explain that a lot, but these two had beef because the Decker was actually a part of that same crew. And he's the reason why Ice Cube got locked up because Ice Cube, you know, he wanted, he gave up an order for him and Samuel Jackson to, you know, kill a bunch of people and they was like yo we ain't about to do that and Ice Cube punched one of the phone and broke his fucking jaw and that's why he got court-martialed and sent to jail for 20 years so your boy Willem Dafoe because he even said a line earlier he's like oh, I think about you every time I eat steak implying you know his jaw probably still fucked up but I guess you know he like I've been waiting on this for a long time I gotta get my spiel out there to you but he fucks up because Ice Cube is like well bye jumps out of the fucking train and just like is zooming toward the water and so Gibbons shoots a missile at the tank or the, uh, the train and blows his ass completely the fuck up. But as Ice Cube is falling into the water, the train is coming down too. And so he's got to kind of, he actually uses his little grenade launcher. He shoots the water to like break it. And then he puts his fist together and he goes down into the water. And that's how he gets down there. And then the train is like right on his ass. So he starts swimming forward. 
right when he hits the water and the train just like barely misses his ass. So he just barely got out of the way. But it's all good because the day has been saved. Next day, the news reports. I mean, you already know it's going to be a bunch of fuckery, you know, going on because they're like, oh, you know, the president was saved. You know, uh, Deckard was died in a line of duty trying to save the president's life. He's going to be buried with honors and shit. And then Agent Kyle is getting an award for the, you know, whatever that shit's called, a presidential award of bravery or something. I don't fucking know what that's called. I don't really get into all that other shit, but. Oh, and I didn't mention because Ice Cube and them at one point, they keep dropping an Ice Cube. Oh, no, Ice Cube, fuck it. Um, oh, what's his name? Fuck Tupac. God damn. <laughs> My eyes blink is on. Ice Cube drops a Tupac line to Gibbons where he says, Friends come and go. My soldiers stay eternal. And Gibbons is like, Yo, what is was that? Was that John Jefferson or not? Tupac. And so the president overhears him say this over the line. So when he gives the award, to Kyle, because Ice Cube definitely would have gotten the war, but he they can't give it to him because he's you know he's triple X, so they just say you know the unknown soldier would also get this award, and then he drops that Tupac line. And if you don't know, that's that comes from a song called "As the World Turns," off of the um, it's, it's Tupac, but it's like that Tupac and Outlaws album that came out after he passed. It's an album called "Still I Rise," and that's the name of the song "As the World Turns." If you wanted to know what song that came from, and Ice Cube is like, ain't that a bitch? Because even knowing the game was like, yo, did the president just quote Tupac? <laughs> so. Whatever, you know, it's all a happy ending. But he got to leave girly, though. He's like, she's like, you leaving? I'm like, he's like, yeah, man, you know, I got to stay about that. I'm out this action, girl. I got to go get it in. And they doing heavy duty flirting. And she was like, how fast did the car go? He's like, about two, 220, 225. She's like, oh, yeah, that fast. Like, she, like she's coming at the idea of the car going so fast. And she's like, all right, well, if you got to go, I got something for you. And I did. I do know the name of this car because they did actually show it. Like the name on the back. He got a Mustang. So he hops in the Mustang. And then you see on the back of his neck, he got the triple X tattoo, which I got to ask a question about. I don't know if I asked this in the first episode or not. Undercover. Nobody's supposed to know who you are. Your old identity. You don't exist anymore. Why the fuck do you have a tattoo on your neck soon? Because like, if somebody knows, like a bad guy know about the triple X program. Why the fuck would you brand them triple X on the back of their fucking neck? Somewhere that's real hard to hide unless you wear a lot of turtlenecks. It's just dumb. That's like almost like I have a similar problem with the Hitman stuff. Because if you know Hitman, you know, he's just a bald white dude and he has a fucking barcode tattooed on the back of his head. And it's like, why the fuck? Because I mean, slight spoilers for him, and I guess, but them was a bunch of clones and shit. And that's, I guess, that's why they got the barcodes because he's Agent 47. But it's like, why would you mark them like that to make them obvious that they're undercover or they're agent? It don't make no sense. Why would you put a triple X tattoo on the back of a fucking triple X agent so that people can know he's triple X? And why did you zoom in on it so hardly, Tamahori? When you can see that it's basically just a press on tattoo. Why did you do these things? I don't know, but fuck it. The movie's over. No, it's not. They cut back to um, Samuel Jackson. Agent Kyle is now working with the triple X program and the nerdy dude is there too. And they're going back and forth like, oh, I know. Who could be the next triple X? I got a great idea. And Samuel Jackson, like, nigga, I choose who the next triple X is. And I know the perfect candidate, baby. Doors close, credits start. And a slight spoiler for you, we'll never find out who that candidate is because it took until 2017 to get a sequel because it's bombed so hard. And they just gonna bring Vin Diesel back. So there you go. I don't remember nothing about that movie either. So maybe they did say who the next person was, and I just don't remember. But that was it. That was triple X. That was the state of the union. So I'm gonna play promo. Maybe some advertisements if I can get this out soon enough and somebody want to put some money on your boy. And I'll be right back. Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to 
interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority <laughs> Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. <laughs> so, Triple X State of the Union. What did I think about it? I think I pretty much thought the same thing I thought about it years ago when I watched it, because I did leave an IMDb like score last time I watched it. And the score is not going to change. It's a six out of ten. It's not the worst. It's infinitely better than that first one, though. Like, like what the fuck you thought, nigga. You know, it's funny how I think about it. The first one started out with like a you know a guy that's supposed to be like James Bond getting killed, and then for the sequel, you got a guy that directed the James Bond movie. Is that irony? I don't know. Is it? But it is irony because it bombed. So I don't know. It's but nah, man. If you're watching this movie, this is basically this is a definite. Like this would have been a movie. Like if I'm going back to my childhood. Sunday afternoon, you know, when you just had the antenna, no cable, this would have been something that had been playing on like Channel 53 or um, what would have been back then, UPN or CW, whatever it's called now. Like, this would have been that Like, I would have been just like sitting at home, like, I don't feel like playing a game or maybe the Sega game or something pissed me off. And I just turn on the TV, was playing. Then you just see an action movie with Ice Cube and you stop and watch it because ain't nothing else probably on on Sunday afternoon anyway. And, you know, it, it passes the time nicely. There's a few moments here and there that I enjoy. And he's like, yeah, no, you can finish it. Maybe you won't buy it. Maybe you won't watch it again for a few years. It's like from 2016 to 2023, maybe. like, <laughs> But it's serviceable. It's not bad. I can see why it didn't make a ton of money. But again, I don't see how the first one made a ton. I think the first one made a ton of money because it came out at a time where those movies would make a lot of money. And Vin Diesel was big because of Fast and Furious. But yeah, man, it's, it's not the worst, man. Like I said, the plot is stupid as fuck. There's a lot of holes. The acting at times can be not great, even from I love Ice Cube, but there's line reads he did where I'm like, mm, you should have did that again, Cube. The action is, it's not bad, but it's not great either. Like, it's not memorable. Like, it ain't like the raid, motherfucker. I'm going to be pulling up YouTube clips like, oh, man, you got to watch this fight, bro. Like, oh, it ain't nothing like that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, that, that sounds like a lot of bad. Like, the plot is dumb, it's stupid, but it can be fun just with how if you go into it just with how dumb it is, like how much fun you can have. It's like it's like a big budget B movie is probably the best way I can put it. Like if you're a fan of that type of stuff, like if you can watch like a bunch of Tubi movies, this is basically like a big budget Tubi movie. <laughs> That's honestly the best. I don't even want to say no more. I love Tubi movies, and this is like a big budget Tubi movie. So there's why I give it a six out of ten. I'm don't even I think I just summed it up perfectly. There you go. Triple X State of the Union. Better than part one. Part three, I think I actually like more. And they do bring Ice Cube in for like a little tiny cameo in that movie. So I guess what I'm saying is that Triple X movies progressively got better, in my opinion. I don't know about anybody else's. 
And it automatically gets points for knowing they gay because my God, bro. <laughs> so yeah, Triple X Stadium gets a six out of 10. Better than the first one. The first one is still, is my button here? That shit is a, a two pack of ass. Thank you, Joe. Because the first one is definitely a two pack of ass. But this is the Black History Month Marathon. And it wouldn't be me if I didn't forget to grab the card. So give me one second. All right, we got the Black History Flashcards for that ass from the Urban Intellectuals. And this week I have Thailand Money, 2500 BCE to the present. Oh, okay. I was going to say, damn, they're old. Let me stop. <laughs> it's a Thailand ethnic group, thought to be the only group to have traveled from Africa and settled in Thailand. The Mani people are known as Sakai in Thailand, but dislike the name due to the meaning. So they go by Manik or Mani. I hope I'm pronouncing these right. While the exact time period of when they settled is not known, it is believed the Mani have been in Thailand for close to 4,500 years. They live in groups known as bands, which make up between 15 to 30 people, which is how they support each other. The Mani people follow their traditional way of living as a society does not believe in their rights. <laughs> there are only about 300 people identifying as Mani left. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. The Thailand Mani. Honestly, like I said, like, I didn't know about that. So show some love to your Thailand money people if you're out there. They only got 300 of them. Let them do their thing. But yeah, on that note, man, I um, I will say that the next two episodes won't be just me. I don't know if you're disappointed about that or not. I don't know how things are going to be because after, as you saw, I got to give Cameron some love. Cameron got that job being the head coach at Marion Franklin now. So Cameron's going to be probably busy on the weekends, when, especially when football season starts. So. Things may be slightly maneuvered around again a little bit. You might be getting a lot of these just solo episodes. But I will say next week, though, I will have Chris and Cameron because there's a movie. I told him for Black History Month Marathon, we got to do it. Like I said, before the schedule starts changing and getting fluctuating and weird, while I can get y'all both, we got to do this movie for sure. And it's been requested, so I got to do it. And then, slight spoiler for you, I'm going to hook up with homie Brendan. Brendan ain't been there in a while. I ain't had my unofficial Canadian co-host in a minute. So we're going to be in Britain going to link up and get some recording. That might be what ends the month. We're going to end the Black History Month Marathon with black and white unity. American and Canadian unity. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. And that movie, man, whew, I cannot wait to watch it. It's been in my DVD collection, our Blu-ray collection for a long time. And I'm so curious. To what it, and it's on Tubi. So whenever I tell y'all that movie, y'all can go watch it with me. It should be a lot of fun. So that's what's coming up. If you want to follow the show to keep up on all those things I'm talking about, you can follow the show on Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase podcast, HVH podcast on that Twitter device. Home Video Hustle podcast on Instagram. Home Video Hustle podcast on Facebook. Uh, you can just help support the show. Patreon.com slash Home Video Hustle because after we get out of the Black History Month Marathon, Patreon picks are coming back. And I'm going to blaze through it. all of them. as a, It's just going to be Patreon picks. Like, fuck it. I was thinking about, oh, maybe I'll do like... One every other week. No, 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 no. Fuck all that. We going to get to these goddamn Patreon picks. Because I've been, I've been neglecting y'all for too long with these. You know, the holidays come up and it's a long streak of holiday. So it's about to be a long streak of Patreon. We about to get them the fuck in. So that's what's coming up after March and April, from April forward until the holidays again. All Patreon, baby. We going to show y'all some love out here. Rocky episodes still coming. I got to release six. There's a special episode, and then I need to watch the Creed movies, and then I need to go see Creed 3. So I'm going to go through all those. And um, please, if you listen to this, let me know if you like what I'm doing. But I was thinking about keeping it going like this, like how the Brent's never seen, like, little. Because I'm, I'm, I'm normal, after this, I won't probably release them as frequently because I just want to get wanted to get Rocky in as fast as I could to get to Creed. But I'm thinking about keeping this going because there's a lot of movie series I have not seen before. 
if you know if you have ideas for some, let me know. And I might just go ahead and go through some more like this because it's kind of fun watching them all back to back and seeing like, you know, all the story and progression and everything. I will say, and if you're interested in this, this is a big one. I have never seen any Karate Kid movie, any of them. So I'm thinking maybe that'll be the next series of movies I go through. And then I'll even watch Cobra Kai and I'll do like season, you know, wrap up episodes or something like that. Like I'll talk about all that. I will do all that shit <laughs> if people are interested. And like I said, there's other series. Like I've never seen those. I've never seen any Harry Potter movies. I've never seen uh, the Avatar movies. I've never seen, um, hell, I don't know. There's some Marvel movies I haven't seen. I can go through the MCU or something like, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You let me know what y'all think, and then I'll get back to it and see what y'all want me to do. But until then, I guess I gave y'all the info. Only got one thing really left to say to you right now. A little short and sweet episodes for you. Are you liking these shorter episodes? I know. I even Markel, shout out to Markellis and Joe, you know, and uh, you know the whole uh, Soul Wizard podcast. Because, you know, at the end of their Black History, you know, marathon they had going. Markellis gave me a shout out on there, and he was give, showing love to this and the HVH radio show. And he was just like, you know, the episodes are a little long, but they're never boring. It's like, well, Markellis, look, I got you, brother. Not being long right now. Next one might be. And the one with Brendan, my, me and Brendan do talk a lot. So those ones might be. But if it's just me, I got you, fam. I got you. Short and sweet and to the point. Like, I'm recording this shit late. Like, I don't even, I ain't gonna have time to edit this before. This is gonna come out later on Friday, probably, but it's gonna come out because I got you. I'm a hustler. I'm a hustle. So, on that note, I just got to tell you that I'm Brent. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you listen to this on. Triple X State of the Union is on HBO Max if you got it. So, you can go check it out if you want to. It's not, it's not bad, man. It's, it's, it's perfectly serviceable, dumb action movie made for. Like, would have been made for 2B action if it came out now. Better than the first one. Do you agree with that? I don't know. The only thing I liked about the first one is the line, bitch, is calm. The way he said that is the best. That's the only thing I, that's the only part of that movie I like. That, like, 10 second line. And thankfully, it's been isolated on YouTube, so I can just watch that part over and over again. Actually, better question. Which one is better? Bitch, is calm from Triple X or bitches leave from Robocop? Like, I'm coming or going. Which one is better? I want to know that one. So let me know on Twitter. And until next time, peace.